Uh, welcome to the Rose and Dagger podcast, episode four, Point of View. I'm Lauren, Kings of Everything. And I am Nick, um, Lou and Has AF on Tumblr, and Yes in the World on AO3. I stumbled less that time. You did, you did well. <laughs> it's the AF, because you want to say, you want to stay. I know, I know, I always want to say as fuck. Oh, good times. So this uh, episode is going to be a lot of you telling me stuff that I don't know. Because um, I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know. I'm just going to talk. If you can obviously stop me at any time. And then you should say where your, um, I'm always saying this, but you should say where your experience comes from. Um, okay, so um, my experience comes from, um, well, I have an MFA in creative fiction, um, and I mean, that's really the most of it. I mean, other than just like English classes through. And you've been writing your whole life. Yes, and I've been writing for a very long time. Um, so you're a lifelong writer who also has a master's degree in it. Yes, correct. Which makes me smile when I think about that. <laughs> I know. And also, it also it's like a lot more debt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Than, so, than the average bachelor's degree. But yes, yes master's degrees are good. Yes. Because um, they make you work really hard for that mess. They do. They really do. Mine, um, not to go on an MFA, like, side thing, but... Mine is really good because it's, like, made for people who were still working, so all my classes were at night. And it was just, like, so much reading. And oh, sure. So much writing. And then so much reading of other people's writings. And, like, interpreting stuff. Yeah. Just did, that. Yeah, we did, like, um, for, like, our literature classes, yeah, it was, like, a lot of, like, interpreting, like, um... So yeah, for our literature, so it was like literature classes and then the writing classes. So for the literature classes, that was all just talking about style and how they did things and what you liked about what they did and, you know, like going over like the craft of it, I guess. And then the writing, you had to write like, um, you basically had to like write, you had like, like we rotated through the class and you wrote like every third class or whatever you had to present to the class you're writing and then everybody else just read your stuff and then talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, you, like you were like a beta for like everybody in the class. And like, I would think that that would make it to where you have a pretty thick shell for that sort of thing. Exactly. Because you will have people who absolutely do not like your writing. Like, I mean, it's obviously like a whole class of people. So they're all coming in with like different perspectives and stuff. So yeah, people absolutely like hated some stuff. They loved some stuff. There were people doing like postmodern stuff, people writing like standard stories um, and people doing it at varying degrees of successfulness. So yeah. And I think that's where I got, like that's where I think a lot of my like beta stuff comes from is just like having a lot of people critique my work and knowing like what, is a good way to do it. It's <laughs> not a good way to do it. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, so that's how um, I know about some of this. Some of it is just, I mean, I still had to like Google and make sure I was saying the right stuff. We'll do like a separate post and like link all the, 
link some resources um, so that a, I'm noting my sources, but also um, if people want to read a little bit more, if I'm not clear about anything. Yeah, um, some people some people learn differently. Some people have to read to learn. Exactly. So all of these, well, you know, there'll be like a handful of links that go out too. Um, cool. Should I get started? Yes. Okay. So point of view at like the most basic level is sort of like who is telling the story like whose eyes are we seeing the story from if that makes sense so there's like a few different different ways um so one is first person first person point of view yeah so first person point of view um that is when you use i instead of he or she so like i went shopping and found some incredible dress that i love so much um, another option is second person where you use you. So it's you went shopping and found the most incredible dress. And then what in our fandom is by far the most popular is third person. And that would be like he or she or they went shopping and found the most incredible dress. And so it's which pronouns you're using as the person guiding the story. Right. Okay. So let's start. So to go a little bit further into first person. Um, so normally that's sort of like considered the closest, um, because it's right. like, I. so it's like, you're, you're hearing this story firsthand. I, today I went out to the store and I found an apple and it was delicious. And then I fell in love. Like you're hearing it firsthand as though the person was like in the room with you telling you the story. So you feel it's a close, it's a closeness when, as you're reading. Um, uh, uh, remember the, the Ben Folds interview that I was telling you about the other day? Yes. And he was saying that um, it a lot of songwriters write in first person um, and uh, and it, it makes it seem more um, like the emotion is more like directly connected to the person writing. Um, and that that's why he doesn't write first person most of the time. Like most, a lot of his songs are, are written in third person, which is more unusual for songwriting. Um, but so I guess for writing fic, first person is that person would be experiencing, uh, the emotions and the feelings. And so it might be a little bit, um, harder to write to kind of disconnect who you are from who the first person is. Um, but then also it might be a little harder to read if you are more like emotionally connected to the, the, the point of view character. Yeah. So that can be, that can be a, a benefit that you're like right there, you know, with, with the person telling the story. Um, but as a writer, it can be really limiting because you're only getting it from, from the one point of view. Like, right. um, you know, it's all you know, I went to the store and I did this and I saw this and I heard this and I, you know, it's, there's no, there's no other um, person's thoughts. There's no other, what other people see. There's no um, like bigger narrator outside of the person. So like, if they're going to describe what they look like, like they need to be thinking about it or they need to be telling somebody about it or they need to be looking in the mirror and seeing it or, you know, like you can't, you don't have like somebody who's just like, you know, he had long blonde hair and 
you know, green eyes like that. It's harder to explain those sorts of things because it needs to be through the eyes of the person telling the story. Right. And then that person isn't going to see themselves the way that maybe other people might Correct. see themselves, see them. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, so it's, it's a little bit more limiting as a storyteller, um, which is why I think that it's not, it's, so yeah, it's like a pro and a con. Like you can tell that like it's because you're so into this one, like what this one person is seeing and feeling and everything, but it's only that one person that you're only getting their thing. So that's like, you know, if you want a story that that tells that's a little bit broader, um, then first person maybe is not the best option for the story you're writing. Like I've I've noticed that some of the um, nonfiction like science books that I read to the kids are first person, oh. like more of them than I would have thought before I paid attention to stuff like that. Yeah, uh, like, so like um, go ahead. Like a scientist goes out and is then telling the story of what they've learned. Yeah, we read one the other day that was from the point of view of a, um, a biologist who works with bears, and um, he told the story of how he got into um, studying bears and then once, like, went and uh, helped tag a bear and, uh, and the bear's babies and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I guess it puts you closer to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I think with things like that, it's probably more useful. Right. Yeah, because that makes it, yeah, like a, doing like a narrative nonfiction is sometimes like a little bit um, more like captivating to read than just yeah. like straight nonfiction. That's just like, here's a list of facts about bears. <laughs> yeah, it's more, it's, it's much more interesting to read it from that point of view and brings you, I think, closer to the subject so you kind of care more about it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. We're doing whales now, and we watched a uh, part of a documentary last night, and a lot of it was uh, was a um, marine biologist, and he was telling the story from his point of view, and uh, you could the emotion was it was just you were it was much easier to connect to um, the scientists and uh, and even the animals through his point of view than like watching. Um, like one of those planet earth shows where it's just kind of like the God point of view, third person omniscient or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I, I could see how it would be more useful in situations like that. Yeah. Um, so the thing about first person um, in our fandom specifically is that it is, um, it tends to be frowned upon. Um, this is me. This is not me talking about my own personal opinion on it. That's it's sort of like the, um, the bigger fandom, you know, there's like that big joke that like if you open a fic and it's first person, you automatically close it. Um, yeah. It's the fandom at large. Yeah, the fandom at large um, does not um, prefers third person. Um, yes. And I think there's, I mean, a bunch of there's probably multiple reasons. I think that with um, I think that with real person fic. I think there's a few different things. I think that there's the, um, I think that people can, it can start to feel like self-insert, you know, like yeah. I fell in love with Harry Styles and, you know, blah, blah, instead of, you know, even if the I in the story is Louie or whatever character, um, it can feel, if it's not, 
if it's not done in a way that you really feel like the reader, is, that the that the person narrating is Louis, then it can feel self-insert because it's just like, I love Harry because of all these reasons. And it's almost too, it's almost like you're too close. To yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's one. I think that's one reason why our fandom, and specifically like, and then like real person fic in general, hockey fandom or whatever, um, there's less I and more. Key. I think that also that um, it, in the different branches of our fandom, segments of our fandom, um, the uh, the the het fan fiction mm-hmm. is there more first person. Point of view, um, than uh, the, than elsewhere, yeah. um, and I think that people don't want to be confused with like I would say that uh, not confused. They it's like they don't want like a writer doesn't want their fic to be confused with a het fanfic if it's not because there is also this huge. Um, negative view of the any pet fan or fandom as well yeah um um and so like i understand it but when we've spoken to other people who uh either have written in other fandoms or read other fandoms like i've read a lot of dreary um not recently but uh and there are more it's more common. It's not as common as in some other fandoms, right. but um, it's much more common to find like first person or second person point of view than third person. Well, third person is still like the biggest there in yeah. that fandom. But, um, and then what uh, we talked to Lane and she wrote a lot of Twilight fic and a lot of Twilight fic is written first person. Like yeah. that was the, the preferred way of writing fic for that fandom. Yeah. Um, so I think that if people are, are interested in writing first person, I don't, I want, um, I don't think people should be scared of writing it. I think that, I think they could go in sort of recognizing that it is, um, less popular in our fandom, but I think that gives a more room to like play because you're not, you know, there's like less, um, less people doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but also it's sort of like a, you know, with fandom, I think sometimes too people could um, a few influent a few influential voices um, can sway a lot of opinion. Yeah. Um. And I'm not here saying that first person should make a major comeback, but I'm saying that um, there is an audience out there for fics that are not straight third person. Um. And if people are interested in doing it, they should try it out. Well, and also people, if people are interested in doing it just because they, like, even if no one reads it, you know, if you want to write it, write it. Um, just talking with uh, Suze yesterday, uh, and now I've I've got a first person plan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, uh, from, a, a, you can, as if someone is trying to, say, improve their writing yep. um, and wants to write from first person point of view, 
but doesn't want to write from Louis or Harry's point of view and they write Larry Fick, um, they can write from someone else's point of view. And that's what I'm thinking of doing. Um, but so you can write from first person point of view and it's not, you're not inserting yourself into like their relationship or whatever. Um, and you're like an observer who is watching them. Yep. Um, and so that's another option for anyone who might be interested in just attempting to write from first person instead of third. Yep, exactly. Um, so second person? Second person point of view. I think second person point of view is really interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it is very interesting. So so the way second person is, it's, it's sort of... Um, I want to say it's sort of like a guided, like a guided meditation. If you've ever done that, where someone's like, "No, yes, the setting," and you can, you know, feel your body and like you are lying on the floor in the yoga room, like Harry Styles sleeping through class. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so as the narr, so it sort of turns into you, um, the reader, is the, the narrator. Um, so it's sort you know, you went to the store and you bought an apple and the apple was really juicy and delicious and you know, whatever. So it's, um, it could be, it's, I think the reason it is the least popular of all the points of views, not even within fandom, but within, you know, in, in general, when, you know, whenever people give examples, there's like two popular examples <laughs> and like, that's it. Um, because it's not, it's just not done because it can feel really gimmicky. Um, and it's, it's, well, and really, it's almost like someone's telling you what to do. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and that's what it feels like. If it's not done successfully, that's what it feels like. Like that someone's telling you what to do and not that you are doing it. Um, and I think it needs to be really, um, like descriptive and, and like intense like I don't really know how I don't really know how to say it but it needs to be really um like all-encompassing in a way that you get so lost in it that you that you that you buy into the fact that you are the person going through this experience um also maybe uh I think it I think like with your example with you went shopping like poorly or not necessarily poorly written but if it's not pulling you in I think maybe it, it might be more noticeable if like sentence after sentence starts with you whereas um if if you're writing from third person um you can start a sentence with he you can start a sentence with Louis you can start a sentence with Harry you know what I mean like maybe less noticeable if you have four sentences in a row that start with he, where it might be more, well, I mean, I, you know, um, but where uh, for second person, like you might need to work harder to mix up your sentence structure right. um, to make, to pull people into the story more. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, when I gave you my notes that we were going to go over, you mentioned like you, um, like in a, like in a Larry story, the you could be Louis or Harry. And that's absolutely, that's absolutely true. But, and then like you as the reader are Louis or you as the reader are Harry, like you're sort of like in that person's shoes. Um, so it's not, it's not that it's, um, it's not that it's breaking the fourth wall and it's, and it's talking out of the book at 
you as the reader, which is a whole other thing. Um, it's that you, the reader, are the character. Yeah. That's, so that's closer yeah. to first person. If you do it that way. Sort of. Like if you did, a, if you wrote from I and Louis was the I and then, or you wrote from you and Louis was the, the you. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, I think like we've said that I think in, with our fandom, it, it's again, um, the you fix are more like self insert. Like those are the ones that have like your name, um, and 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 again, I think that's probably why people, uh, which it's harder to write anyway, mm-hmm. and less popular anyway. But then on top of that, the only fix that apparently, apparently the only fix in our fandom um, that are written from that point of view have mostly been your name fix, mm-hmm. um, and and most uh, Larry writers uh, tend to stay away from that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've read um, like a small handful of them. I, get, I mean, it's really not a popular um, choice, I think, because it is, I mean, I don't write it because it, it doesn't feel natural to me. It doesn't feel um, like I never sit down and I'm, I'm not, I just don't, that's not, for me personally, it like doesn't work. It doesn't feel like a natural way of writing. So it feels, like I said, gimmicky. It, it doesn't, it feels like, I don't know, not natural. So um yeah, I just, I don't think very many people use it. Um, again, I think it's a great thing, if, especially if people want to grow and learn and like try new things. Um, and it has the same limiting thing that, um, that that first person does is that in that it's from like one person's point of view. You know, that it's not a, um, which we're going to get into third in a moment. Um, yeah. Maybe if someone wants to try writing in that, they could do like a, a like a really short um, story, like an actual drabble, you know, um, like a hundred word story or, or like a poem or uh, limit themselves to a, a low, low word count to just try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might work better. There are other, and like we were saying, other fandoms, um, I think the Marvel fandom has more um, second person fic. Okay. Um, and so uh, it's more popular um, in that fandom. Um, I don't read that fandom. This is just yeah. me like looking for information. Okay. So for, um, I think that's all I have to say about second person. So for third person, so third person. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. I wanted to say something else. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yes, so for second person in other fandoms, they do write it as self-insert and they do it on it's um, but without the your name part, there's more like pronoun usage. Um, but it's still the same sort of thing where like it's written from the reader's point of view and it's supposed to be um, like a female reader. Um, and and that would probably never fly (laughs) someone should write oh this was something that sue said someone should write uh first person or second person point of view girl direction yes and see how it see how it goes over because it might be a little different if it's girl direction so if anyone out there is interested in a prompt there you go there you go (laughs) um so for third person, 
do you want to talk about unreliable narrators related to first person before or? So an unreliable narrator um, is basically a narrator who can't be trusted. Um, generally, you don't find out, in, like a lot of times it's used sort of like as a twist ending, um, where at the end you find out that that the person telling you the story um, is compromised in some way. Um, Very you know, popular example is Gone Girl, right? Yeah, Gone Girl is a, a popular example. Um, probably uh, uh, Lolita is like yeah. the most popular. Um, you know, one of the things is to make you think at the end, like how much of the story is true? Um, how much of what I've been told can I trust? Um, so as you're reading it, your 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 most your it's like a regular story and you're on the side of the protagonist mm -hmm. and um and then they, they is it like dropping clues throughout that they might not be yes okay yeah. I've never written anything like that, I don't think so. Yeah. So you sort of, um, and a lot of it is, a lot of it is the first person because um, as you said in the beginning, like your view of yourself might not be the view of somebody else. So yeah, so you sort of are dropping hints along the way that maybe um, all is not right um, in the mind of this person. That's how, that's how it is a lot of the time. Um, if there's like a mental illness or there's something else in there, they're telling the story and you're getting hints that like, um, this person's reality is not the same reality as the other characters in the book. Um, so that can be, that can be one way of doing it. Um, I mean, it could just be somebody straight up lying. Um, there could be a bunch of different ways it's done. Most of the time it's done in, a lot of the times it's done in first person, but you can absolutely have like a third person unreliable narrator. Um, and I mean, that of course brings up a whole conversation about like, you know, bias and how reliable any narrator is. And there's always multiple sides of a story and, you know, all of those things sort of um, dovetail, all those conversations can dovetail out of, um, you know, unreliable narrator situations. Can you think of any fics that are written that way? Um, not off the top of my head. I know that there are. I know I've read some. I know I have done searches for it, but I can't. Um, right now, I can't think of one. I want to say there was one recently, but also I can't think of it either. <laughs> um, like I remember reading that tag. Yeah. Uh, I think an unreliable narrator is interesting. Um, I think that the story has to be more than your typical fan fiction. Like there has to be more going on in the story than just, um, you know, like a coffee shop AU or, or things like that. Um, it has to be more novel, like, I guess, yeah. uh, than, than, um, like a meat cute or whatever. Uh, I think it would be interesting to try to write one, but I think it would probably take a lot more planning than I am accustomed to. Yes. Because you do, you don't, um, I mean, generally you wouldn't want it to be like a huge surprise at the end. You want there to be, um, sort of clues along the way. So the reader is picking up on like, oh, Maybe 
maybe this is not all that it seems like. So you're, you're planting um, doubt in the reader's, you know, in the reader's head as they're going along. Um, so that like by the end, they know that something is up, but they're not sure exactly what. And then it is a little bit of a twist still at the end because they get to find out what that thing was yeah. or what's actually going on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Third person. Okay. So third person, um, third person has a bunch of different versions within third person. Um, so they are third person omnis omniscient. I'm not going to be able to say this at any point. I omniscient. Omniscient. There we go. Um, third person limited, third person multiple limited, or third person objective. Um, so omniscient is when um, that means godlike, and it's basically that um, somebody who is not a character in the story is telling the story, um, and it's sort of a a um, a godlike person who can see into everybody's thoughts. And so it's like an unnamed narrator. Yeah, and they like know they know everything. So that's where like the godlike thing comes in, where it's just um, like everything is known by this person who's telling the story. Um, third person limited is like one person's thoughts. So, you know, it could be from Harry's point of view or from Louis's point of view, or it's like one person, you're getting the thoughts and the views and the everything of one person. Um, multiple limited is when you have a few different characters. So you could switch between Louis and Harry on every chapter or but not, but not like in the same paragraph right. or exactly. the same. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so, wait, so one, so third person limited would be the closest to first and second person. Yes. Okay. So it's like, um, he went to the store, he bought an apple, it was juicy and delicious, and the juice ran down his chin, and then he went for a bike ride, and he fell in love. So that's... Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, so you sort of get... You're, you're sort of... You can be in that person's brain and in that person's thoughts, but it's still a he or a she or a they are doing the actions. Um which I will get into all that in just a little moment. But so, yeah, so multiple limited is um, more than one person that you're, that you're doing that for. So um, we would say alternating point of view, right? Alternating point of view. Exactly. Um, but it doesn't have to be alternating. It could be, you could write a fic where it's five chapters and each one is from a different OT five point of view where okay. it's all the same story or continuation of the same story. Um, and you're getting it from, you know, you're seeing it from different angles, basically. Um, and then objective, third person objective, is like you don't have anybody's thoughts. Um, it's just like you're watching a play. Um, I can't think of a, I can't really think of an example of that because it's not. Um, I was reading and it's not really used anymore at all is yeah, what. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, both. Um, both. Um, Objective and um, omniscient. Omniscient. Thank you. <laughs> are both uh, 
neither both of those have sort of like fallen out of favor, um, fallen out of popularity and aren't really used because there's a distance, which I, um, I'll talk about this distance in a moment, but um, it's, it's, yeah, neither one is really used like at all. Um, so like the objective is, is like, you know, at that point, like you, you, you are watching a TV show or you are watching a play or you're watching something happen um, and you're not, you're not getting any of the emotion. You're not like in, in, you're not emotionally connecting with anything that's going on. Um, and that's sort of the, the big thing about reading a book is that you get to you experience get to, that. Yeah. To feel it, other people's feelings. Exactly. And so uh, that's would you, I, would you say, would objective be used? Like if people were, uh, writing, say like a writing a play or writing a screenplay, would that be written in objective and then like the emotions are like in parentheses off to the side or? Yes, but no, there's not, emotions are not off parentheses off to the side. It's really just like, um, yeah, like if you're writing, that's exactly right. If you are writing a, a fixed screenplay or writing a fixed, um, you know, something which has happened, um, that there was one in the short Creek Fest. Um, it was awesome. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's literally just what is happening. Okay. Yeah. So you'd really have to get into like the descriptions and uh, the, like the dialogue and stuff. Exactly. Where, you know, instead of, you know, feelings, that would be hard. Yes. Do yeah, that would be very hard. That would be like, remember I said I had like, I have like that list of, of weird fic ideas and one of them was to write nothing but dialogue. Yes. Exactly. So that would be really hard, like, to not even have dialogue tags or anything right. to try to convey a story through just talking. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so so the, the third limited and the third multiple limited are by far the most popular um, these days um, because it's it gives the writer, as a writer, you get a lot of flexibility. Um, because mm -hmm. you can, um, get deep into somebody's emotions and thoughts. Um, but it gives you a, um, it's, uh, so there's, so, okay. Well, I guess I should just get into this now. So the, so the, the theory behind point of view, right. Is that there's like a few different levels of, um, of who is telling the story. Okay. So. The first, so, uh, well, there's, so there's four. There's the, the author, the narrator, and then the viewpoint character and the protagonist. Um, so the author is obviously the person writing it. And the reader should forget that you exist. Like, you obviously exist. The reader is aware that they're reading a book that a author wrote. Um, but there's like suspension of disbelief where you get into it and you forget that somebody wrote this story. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Those so, are the best ones. So that's so ideally like in an ideal world. And this is what, um, like sometimes, um, like as a, as a writer, one of the things I'm looking for in a beta is some, is somebody saying like, this pulled me out of the story or this, um, you know, and you, I, I, as a writer, I never want that. I don't want anybody being pulled out of the story. I want them stuck in the story. I want them to start to read and then 
stay in the story the whole time and not yes. think about anything but the story. Um, and the moment you're thinking about, um, and that's why you want like punctuation and that's why you want all of that stuff to be correct because then the reader is forgetting that somebody wrote it. Um, if you're, if you're reading and there's, um, mistakes and things like that, then you're, then you're like, oh, right. A human wrote this and has made errors, <laughs> uh, not in a judgy way, but just in a, like, you, like your brain processes that, you know? Um, something that always pulls me out of fix is, uh, it, like you were saying punctuation, but like, um, dialogue that's not done properly where like, uh, one person's speaking and then another person's speaking and it's like in the same paragraph and there are no tags and I have to go back and look and try to figure out who's saying what. Right. Um, that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of these rules are sort of in place um, is because then, um, you know, as a reader, you're, you're accustomed to certain things. And so you can like your brain just goes um, and the moment yeah. you need to be like, wait, what's happening? What's this? What's that? Then you're then you're thinking about it instead of just experiencing it. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's, so then, why, like, and that's why a lot okay. of times it's like um, for punctuation, I mean, we'll have a whole thing about punctuation and stuff. We'll do a whole episode on those, on that. But like, you really just want it to be the same throughout the story, because if it's changing throughout the story, then your brain is rethinking. But if like the rules within your story are set, um, then your brain just, you just keep going. You just keep reading. Right. Like yeah. if someone uses single quotes instead of double quotes around dialogue, yeah. as long as they are doing it throughout the story, it doesn't bother me. But if it, if it switches up, it, it, I can't understand. What that is. Right. Exactly. And so I get confused, but right. so, all right. So I have a question then what is the difference between multiple, all right, multiple limited and head hopping or wait, what is the difference between omniscient and head hopping really? Okay. So omniscient and head hopping like can be the exact same thing. And I think that's why part of why it has sort of fallen out of favor is because when you, okay, well, so head hopping is when you switch from one person's thoughts to another person's thoughts. So, um, you know, Harry went to the store, he bought an apple, it was really delicious. Um, it was really tangy and tart on his tongue, and he thought it was the best apple ever. Louis was trying to check him out and was angry that he was eating the apple before he paid for it. Harry didn't understand why this person was scowling at him. You get, um, it's, it's, it can be tiring for a reader going back and forth between different people's heads. Um, Harry thought, Louis thought, Harry thought, Louis thought, Harry thought, Louis thought. And, um, you know, one of the things too is that then you, you, so it can be confusing because you're trying to figure out whose brain you're in at any given time. And then um, it can also be boring sometimes because as a reader, you're being told everything. I was going to say spoilers. <laughs> exactly. And, you don't, um, I think as a writer, you want to trust your, your reader can pick up on things. 
Right. Well, like I was going to say with the Apple thing, because that's a good example, is that if you're writing it from Harry's point of view and Harry's eating apple and like you might know because it's from his point of view, he might be thinking that he skipped lunch that day because he was really busy and he was doing this. And so he's just really hungry. And, um, you know, he'll he's thinking I'll pay extra or he's thinking, oh, I forgot that I hadn't bought the apple yet or I accidentally ate the apple, you know. <laughs> Um, and then, um, and then instead of knowing why, you know, Louis is mad, you know, um, maybe Louis is not mad at him. Maybe Louis doesn't care. Maybe Louis mad because he stubbed his toe or, uh, he's mad because he wanted a raise and he didn't get it, but you don't know that. And so you would assume that he's mad because you're eating the apple or Harry's would assume that he's mad because the eating the apple and so uh there's still a little bit of a surprise there like you don't know like harry wouldn't know what louis motivations were or or why he feels that way mm-hmm. um and so um i like it when a story is only told from one point of view and um because i feel like it's more challenging to write it uh to figure out a way to get like the other person's um, feelings and thoughts and to try to communicate from the person's point of view that you're writing from. Um, it's, it's just, um, I don't know. It just makes it more interesting to me. Um, and then like, if you do switch point of views, there's nothing wrong with that. I've done it before. Um, it's interesting if it's like a completely different thing, like, um, uh, not writing the same. Well, I've have, I've done that too, where I've written the same scene from both points of views. But um, we're learning something completely new. Yes. From from the other person's point of view. Right. So um, yeah. So so if you're if you're doing the multiples, the thing you have to be careful is the head hopping, um, because you don't want to be. Yeah, and you don't want to be told everything. You want there to be some mystery that the reader is continuing to read to figure out. Um, so yes, exactly. And so, and then, um, but you know, what you're, what you're talking about is like not telling the same scene twice. If you're telling the same scene again, you need to tell it, you need to be learning something new. You need to be coming at it from a different angle. If you just say, you know, if your one scene is that Harry went to the store and then he ate this apple without paying it, and then you t- tell it from Louis's point of view, but it's just that Harry came to the store and he ate the apple without paying for it. Like there's there's nothing interesting in that second bit, you know. Like you, or if you tell a story where um, Harry, I'm trying to think of another example. Um, Can I do the apple thing? Yes. So like if Harry is assuming that Louis is pissed off because he ate the apple. And then you write from Louis's point of view, and that is exactly why he's pissed off. Yeah. Then you're not learning something new. But exactly. if he assumes that he's pissed off about him eating the apple, but then it turns out he's pissed off about something completely different, then it's more interesting for the reader. Exactly. So, like, in that example, the way you would write that is that Harry's writing, Harry's eating the apple. He's looking at Louis. He assumes Louis's pissed because he's eating the apple. If you switch, and then you have Louis watching him eat the apple and then Louis being pissed about it. That's exactly it. What you would want to do is you'd want to write where Louis checking out, Louis is checking something else out. Louis is thinking about the carrots he 
put on the shelf earlier in the day, where Louis is sort of in a different headspace and not seeing or thinking about the same things. Or you might write like the lead up to him exactly. saying Harry. Yeah. And then yeah. you would do that. You would not do that in the same section of the fic. You would, you want to mark like either it's best, I think, to do separate chapters from yeah. a reader's point of view. I prefer that uh, alternating point of views be separated into chapters because even if you have like a line in the middle, it still throws me off and maybe I'm just, that could just be me, but it doesn't hurt to have another chapter. You could have a chapter with like 200 words in it and it, it's fine, but um, I'm like, <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have a reason to break a chapter up. <laughs> well, the reason is the point of view change. There we go. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, but so the difference between head hopping, which is in the same scene going back and forth and just changing your point of view is that it, at the very least, it needs to be a different scene. You need to have a scene break, um, which is either just some space. Um, so your eye knows, okay, something else is happening. It's a different time. It's a different place. It's a different point of view. It's a different something. Um, you know, a lot of people mark it with like asterisks or a horizontal line, or there's something marking the different scenes or um, a whole different chapter, like you were saying. Um, and you can switch, and then your brain sort of reorients itself um, and continues reading um, and sort of understands that, okay, now we're in somebody else's point of view. Um, ideally, it's like, you know, that first sentence, you're then reestablishing whose point of view you're in so that you're not like... See, and you say, say what you just said again, because my connection went weird and it went all like screechy. That when you're doing a scene break, ideally then that first sentence in the next scene has whose point of view you're in. So, yeah, so it establishes it right off the bat. You don't have to worry or wonder. Exactly, because if it's all from Harry's point of view, and then there's a scene break, and then for um, you know the next five sentences, it's like a narrator voice, which I'm, I'm going to get into in a moment, and then you go into... Louis's thoughts then you're re then it's you're still sort of thinking it's Harry until that sixth sentence and then you have to reorient yourself that it's Louis so you sort of want to from the beginning like let it be known that it's the next that it's the other part that it's another like, so like start off right away with either like dialogue that includes like some tags and maybe some thoughts right afterwards so you know that it's Louis or start off with a sentence that is just straight up Louis is thoughts or whatever but it's saying that he's thinking a certain thing or or whatever so it's obvious that it's from his point of view right exactly um again if you're only you know from one person's point of view you don't have to worry about that but if you're writing from multiple point of views and alternating back and forth um that helps the, you know, that helps orient the reader a whole lot. Um, um, another thing I think that from uh, multiple point of views, if you do write some of the same scenes, you have, it's harder to line things up. You have to make sure editing wise that um, you're doing it the right way, that you're, everything is the same, that the scene is set the same, that all of the action is the same. Um, the yeah, dialogue is the same, but yeah. the only thing that's different is the, inside me talking with my hands these people can't see me inside the head like the thoughts inside the person's head is the only thing that's different right exactly um and again like that's that 
you know, you want to be careful when you do that, because if you're giving the same conversation, you have to be aware of the fact that the reader already knows what's happening in this conversation. If you give the whole conversation from one point of view and then you're giving it from another point of view, you have to be aware that the reader already knows what's coming up next. Um, and so the reader might be, it's got to be really engaging from that other point of view to keep them, thinking to keep them of, interested. By a fall at my door. That's the only one I can think of. I think that's the only one that I've written in that way. Yeah. Um, and, and I think of the shower argument. I wrote, um, I wrote one that was a, it was a Tomlin Shaw fic, um, where they come back to school after the summer and then, um, yes. somebody, somebody asked for, um, for somebody totally different's point of view. Um, so I wrote a little thing, um, I recently reread it and I think I could have, I could have done it better, but, um, but it's well, from it's somebody else's point of view, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, so it's a Tomlin Shaw fic in the main fic and then the second, the, the, you know, companion fic is from Niall's point of view, who's who's like a very minor character in the Tomlin Shaw fic. Um, so it's from their point of view. So it's from Niall's point of view, but it's and part of it's the exact same scene. Um, but so I just dipped in and used like two or three lines of the dialogue because I didn't want, he's only like half paying attention because he's got other things going on in his head. Um, Right, so, so he's not, it's not the same as if you would, if you were writing it from, um, like, Nick and Louis's point of view, you yeah. didn't go from Nick's to Louis's, you went to, like, a, a, a secondary character, somebody who wasn't really even, was just kind of there in the side of the scene and not taking part of it. Telling the same story again, I had to be, I still had to go back in and make sure that the dialogue was exactly the same, um, and that the actions surrounding the dialogue were exactly the same, even if it was just like three lines, still having to make sure it's it's the same and it makes sense in that same universe, you know? Um, the thing about doing limited, did we already talk about like the challenge of it? Like trying to convey someone else's emotions without knowing what they're feeling? Um, no, we did not talk about that. Okay. So it's talking about the the... Um, the point of view theory. So it's the author, the narrator, the viewpoint character, and then, right, the, right. And, then the, and then the protagonist, right? So we talked about the author, how the author sort of like disappears, and you don't want the you don't want to um, you want to forget that the author exists, right? Yeah. So because the person who is actually telling the story is the narrator. Um, so the narrator is sort of like the um, it's like an invisible witness. Um, so. Yeah, so even with third person, when you're writing like he or she or whatever, you're not, you you have their thoughts and feelings, but you might not actually have access to all of them. Right, and you're, um, it's like, you know, like I was saying with first person, it's like someone sitting down next to you and they're telling you a story. I went to this set and I did this and I did da 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 and I, 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 it's a story that they're telling. This is like if somebody sits down next to you on a bench and they're like, oh my gosh, the craziest thing happened. My best friend, he did this, and then he went out and he did that. So you're, so there's, so by virtue of writing third person, it's a third person telling you the story, and that third person is the narrator. Does that make sense? To me, it does. I'm wondering if people are going to uh, understand why it's important to stay with one point of view when you're not actually that person. Um, uh, 
for me, it's easy enough to understand that it's just because it's confusing to the reader. Mm-hmm. And you also are still, like, getting some surprise in the end. Yeah. I think that's enough for that. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. people will get, will get that. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard, like, with my first fic, I immediately was head hopping because I didn't know anything about, like, the technique. I didn't understand what I was doing. But um, as I've written more, it's become uh, more challenging to, to do it that way. Um, I guess, should we talk about now? Or where are we now? Should we talk about how oh. you choose? Well, no, 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 no. So, okay. so sorry. So I'm just, glad that you have notes and then yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> so the narrator, so, so the, so, so you, the author is writing the narrator telling the story. Right. And most of the time you want the narrator to be as unobtrusive as the author is. <laughs> um, you want it to be sort of a, um, sort of a, a blank slate telling you the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so and they're not like inserting their own thoughts and feelings, right? Exactly. So, so the narrator is um, just sort of saying like, "Hey, let me tell you this story," and then they tell you the story. Um, the and then what? So, as the author, you are not. I'm trying to think how to say this. So as the author, you're not telling the story. As the author, you're slipping into like a narrator voice to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, right. And- I mean, I'm not personally telling the story of of uh, of Louis and Harry uh, getting together. It's me telling Harry's story or me telling Louis's story. Right. But there's another level to that. Okay. What you're actually doing is you are writing somebody else telling the story. Yes. That's what that's I was what you're doing. Yeah. So you, so you, Lauren, as the author are writing a voiceless, vague narrator telling Harry's story. Okay. That's actually what's happening. Um, so, and the narrator um, sort of is able to slip into um, the viewpoint character's head in and out. So the viewpoint character is who is like, um, if it's like you were saying, like you're telling Harry's story, that's Harry. Harry is the viewpoint character. Harry is the one whose eyes we're seeing it through. Harry is the one who has the thoughts that we're hearing. Um, and again, you're, you know, you can have multiple viewpoint characters. You can have Harry, Louis, whoever. Um, so you're so the narrator is able to sort of set up the scene, explain what's going on, and then also slip into the viewpoint character's um, body, basically what they're thinking, what they're seeing, what they're feeling. So you can basically set it up. Um, you know, it was a cold night, and the moon was out, and it was really bright, and it was, you know, the owls were hooting and whatever else, and you're sort of setting up the scene, and then you're, you know, and then you generally introduce, like, the character, like, you know, Harry came out, and it was, it was chilly, and it was cold, and goosebumps, you know, he got goosebumps, and then he set a fire and started telling a spell, you know, if it's like a witch Harry story. Witch Harry! (laughs) So you're, so you, 
So the narrator is able to slip in and out of like a narrator voice of explaining what's going on and then the character voice of, of what the character is experiencing. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it really does because so, I'd never really thought about it that way. But like, yeah, it's not like um, writing from Harry's point of view. It's not like he's really out there. Notice, like he might be like subconsciously noticing like old brickwork and the rain clouds in the distance, but he's not like, hey, look at those rain clouds. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but the narrator can be like, you know, it's a cloudy sky and stuff and in, like that. And in first person, that's exactly what needs to happen. So in first person, you need to be like, oh, look, the, the sky is so beautiful tonight. And it's like literally what that person is, is thinking the whole time. For my face. Person, yeah. For third person, you can have, you have a narrator who's sort of like helping tell the story and giving all this extra information on top of what the character is thinking. Um, and so that's why I think it's actually why it's the most popular because it gives the writer a lot of, um, a, a lot of flexibility. You can move in and out um, as close as you need to into the viewpoint character's um, thoughts and feelings and emotions. You can get really, really deep into that, but then you can also zoom way out and say like, you know, he lives in a red brick house that's beautiful on a picket fence and all this stuff that the character maybe doesn't think about on a daily basis because it's they're just like living their life so it so you can tell from the narrator voice you can tell a lot and then from the character voice you can hear a lot so so that's so third yeah third just gives you a lot of flexibility and that it also um so you get like the intimacy but you can also sort of move the camera around to show what you need to show in a in a in a movie or TV way of looking at things. Does this it, make sense so it far? It does. It makes sense. Like you can sort of sum things up, or uh, I, like the scene. I know we're saying like describe the scene. Um, it's more 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 freedom for the author, I guess, than uh, than first or second. Yeah. Um, and then the protagonist is who the story is actually about. A lot of times it is the same as the viewpoint character. Um, if, if it's Harry's story and you're getting it all through Harry's point of view um, and you're feeling what he's feeling and you're hearing what he's hearing and he's the one going through all of the, um, the plot that has, you know, the emotional plot or whatever, um, who the story is about, that's, you know, that all, all of that can be like one and the same. It can also be different where maybe Louis is telling Harry's story. Um, the story could maybe really actually be about Harry. It could Harry could be the one going through a crisis and needs to like learn and you know all that stuff that we want in a story. And Louis could be could be telling the story could be telling Harry's story. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, so Harry would have to convey his thoughts and stuff verbally. Right. Otherwise, Louis would assume. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm trying to or think. Or maybe he might know certain things that maybe Harry's told him at another time, so you would have to say it that way. Exactly. Like, Louis knows this because Harry told him or because they've known each other for a long time or something like that. Right. So there could be a situation where, like, maybe... Maybe it's Harry's story. We're telling Harry's story. Harry's, um, you know, needs to like overcome stage fright. 
So it could be like Louis telling that story of how Harry overcomes it. And obviously you'd want some emotion in there, what Louis is also going through. Um, yeah. yeah. But so um, when we get into choices and stuff, that, that all gets into that. Um, but so the, so the, the thing about the narrator too um, is that the narrator and the character voice, one of the, one of the things you sort of need to think about is like how close the narrator is to the character. So, um, me as an author, I am not British, but I could write a British narrator telling a British story. So then like the narrator voice could maybe like, uh, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of this. So like the, the narrator voice, um, would sort of need to be picked in addition to the character, like the whole thing needs to be sort of picked because the narrator is also. It would be weird if the narrator wasn't British. Yes, exactly. Um, that would p pull me out. Yes, exactly. Um, because then, then the narrator is a character versus just being like a, a faceless. Like thing leading you through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Like, I would be really weird to read a, a fic where the boys were British and the uh, narrator was not. Right. I, I would not understand it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I would be like, why is this halfway Brit picked? What is going yes, on? Exactly. So you sort of, like, um, in the same way that the, that, that the reader forgets about the author, in an ideal world, you want the reader to also forget about the narrator. Right? Yes. Um, if somebody sits down and tells you a story and it's a really engrossing, really involved story, then you're listening to the story. You're not thinking about the narrator's quirks along the way. Or even their reaction to it when they heard it. Right. Exactly. You're just getting like them telling the story. So, and that's what, and that's what some of this is, is that the, um, and that's why some people like first person because there's not a distance. It's not a, there's not like this this vague narrator telling you what's happening. You're like right there as it's happening. But um, you know, with that, with the when you so when you get into the person's like thoughts and feelings and stuff, it's like close third person. So moving into close third person gives you just like a lot of flexibility, and you can get in just as close as you were in first person by doing by moving in and out of a of a close third person. So you can just move in and out of their head and out of their thoughts. Exactly. Like, and throughout the same fic, you can, you can be like, uh, I think sometimes uh, closer, maybe towards the end when you get like more of the feelings and things are revealed and you kind of know more of what they're thinking or like angst fix. Yep. Uh, you're more like right in there in that person, the point of view person or uh, in their head more um, and you're feeling what they're feeling. Right. Um where if you pulled back, it, it wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't connect as much with it. Right, exactly. Um, my, I have my bachelor's degrees in film, so I, um, hopefully this makes sense, but I don't know if it's just something that like makes sense to me because of that. Um, but like, like when you think of a movie, generally what happens is you get like an establishing shot at the beginning. You see the town, you see the, you know, and then it gets closer and you see like a house and then it gets like closer and you see like in the kitchen. And so 
it's sort of the same thing where, um, you know, uh, the narrator voice is generally used more in the beginning to sort of like help set things up. Yeah. Um, and so then like, even then like maybe in the beginning of a scene. Thought, yeah, exactly. You know, the beginning of the scene sets it up and then you're like in the thoughts and then you're just like really close with the person the rest of the way through. Um, obviously that's not the way it has to be done. Lots of, you know, you can be snappy and start with dialogue and get right into it from the beginning. That's absolutely fine. Um, you know, some people think it's like sort of starting wide and getting closer is, you know, that's one way to do it, but you don't have to do it. I think it's probably a little different between uh, original fiction and fan fiction because in fan fiction, you already have established characters. So you don't have to like meet the characters as much as you would with original fiction. Um, where I think it'd be I mean, where the dialogue I, thing. I mean, I would. It depends on the fic too. Yeah, yeah I was gonna some, say it really yeah. on the fic because I I would disagree with that and that you sort of need you still need to your characters are still your characters. Well, and even if you start with dialogue, you can have like scene stuff in like in the same paragraph or even in the same sentence. Like you can still set up the character through their um, thoughts or whatever that come after they speak right. or after someone else speaks. It yes. could be, you know, not the point of view character yeah. um, that speaks. Right. I think what I was saying is that's what I've read is that you shouldn't start with dialogue because you don't know the character. Right. But from a reader's point of view, they feel like even if you are really building a character in, in your fic, uh, they still already feel connected to them mm -hmm. yeah. a little bit, like, to start out. Yeah, it's a, um, yeah, like, if it's, like, whatever, some piece of dialogue Harry said, like, you know who Harry Styles is, so you have some image of him in your head. But, like, you know, I think I'm, I was just saying that, like, you still need to do all that setup of, like, who create who that Harry is in this world. Versus, right, unless, like, yeah, in, unless you're, like, in yeah, canon, but exactly. still then, you, yeah. And that's a whole, like, you know, um, you don't want to start with dialogue because you don't know who these characters are and you don't care why they're talking. But on the other hand, if you start with a really great piece of dialogue um, that, like, has some mystery or has some something or is really funny, then you're, like, drawn in because what, they, what they're saying is compelling. Right. I start with dialogue all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I, you know, there's just different rules. I think you don't want to start with, like, a, hi, how was your day? You know, like, you, if you start with dialogue, it just needs to be something that, like, draws the reader in versus, like, a boring piece of everyday dialogue. Well, and so you have your note here about, like, feel free to break the rules. Yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's, like, there's, um, Yes, absolutely. Break all the rules. But you can more successfully break the rules and more successfully play with um, play with why you're doing what you're doing and what choices you're making if you know why the rules are there to begin with. Does that make sense? So then you're breaking, well, because then you're breaking them on purpose rather than like, you know, for me, like, again, with my first fic when I was head hopping, I didn't know that I, what I was doing, whereas, like, to make the conscious choice to write, like, from a third person omniscient point of view or um, to change the point of view 
like every other chapter or something is more you or even if I were to write um something I'm trying to think of something that would be like a blatant yeah. point of view so, rule breaking. So if you're if you're head hopping and you're going back and forth and it can be confusing for the reader and um if you don't know that that's what you're doing and you're just doing it it can be confusing for the reader it can be they cannot be following along they have to think about what they're they're reading um you know maybe there's a reason why you as an author want your reader to feel like that um uh, maybe you want to put your reader off balance or maybe you i don't i don't I'm, i don't really know why you'd want your reader to feel that way um but once you know that that is the reaction that your reader is going to have, you could play with that a little bit more. Um, like you could have a, maybe you can have an unreliable narrator telling this story um, and maybe they're head hopping and they're saying, Harry thought this and then Louis thought this and then Harry thought this, but they're unreliable and you're like wait what's going on and because the narrator is not telling you the story in a way that makes sense okay yeah that makes sense i see yeah. what you're saying yeah so once you but you know that's that's like a very um and you sort of need to be skillful in that because you need the reader to continue reading you don't want the reader to go i don't know what's going on and put the book down right you know, you want them to continue reading the whole way through. So you sort of just need to be, if you're doing that, like you need to be very aware and you need to to just really think about why it is that you're doing that and what you, and if you, and if you think the reader is going to stay with you the whole way through. Um, so hold on, let me make sure all my notes, I've done all this. Right. So, um, so one of the things with the multiple points of view is sort of like breadth versus depth. Um, so if you're going through multiple points of view, you could be telling like um, seeing like the whole picture, um, sort of like a wide, you know, you're getting all you're getting the story from like all points of view, right? Uh -huh. you're, you're you're getting like a, a very big image of what's happening um, versus sticking with one person's thought of point of view I'm also using lots of hand gestures at the moment for this one person's point of view you know you're getting really 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 in depth with one person and maybe not seeing the whole picture right makes sense so that's sort of a choice you need to make for who for for how many points of view you're telling is do you need to tell a whole huge big story do we need to see the whole picture from multiple from different angles or can we really just stick with one person and get really emotionally invested in what one person is doing. And are you being, I mean, and no offense to anyone who might just, I was going to say, are you being lazy about it? Um, because it's harder sometimes to convey the other person's like to get their point across when you're not in their head. Um, and so you might have to think more about it or like, how, how am I going to, um, get, if I'm reading from Louis's point of view, how am I going to get, uh, know what Harry's thinking? He's going to have to tell me, mm -hmm. right. You're going to have to use dialogue, but also like maybe he could show you with like, uh, you know, action or, you you might have to put more effort into it, I guess is what I'm saying, if you want to get that other person's point of view and thoughts across, um, because you're not in their head. Exactly. The other 
Another way you could do third person is to do third person objective. Um, and that's, you know, what we were saying about the, the not getting any thoughts or not getting, um, you're like not getting in someone's brain. Um, so if you have, um, so is that, would that be more common in nonfiction? Like in like, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, it's sort of like, like a, you know, like a psychopath doesn't have like, yeah. So like you might, if you're writing a fiction story from, with a objective point of view, um, that would be harder to do because to not convey any emotion. Yeah. So like, um, I forget how much, have you, have you mentioned the fic that you're going to write where it's like somebody else's point of oh, view. The first person? I'd mentioned it in passing. Should I talk more about it? If it's such want. an idea right now. It's like I don't have anything written down except for I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh so talking to Suze, we were uh I was talking to her um about point of view, um, because she was curious what we were gonna talk about. And uh we were talking about first person and I said, I'm gonna because of this, me listening to her talk about first person, I said, okay, I'm going to write a first person fic. So I have not written a word, but my idea is to write a first person fic from outside of Louis and Harry's relationship from like, like my first I thought was it would be like a bartender who sees them uh, as maybe roommates and uh, and sees them as friends and sees that they're so obviously attracted to each other, right? Right. And then they're dumb, like they are. Like when you're reading like a like a, um, a Friends with Benefits, uh, where you know AU or something. Um, and so it would be told from uh, like the bartender's point of view, um, and they would. So you would never know what <laughs> hand gestures. Um, <laughs> I'm hands. Um, you would never know what uh, either one of them are actually thinking um, unless they tell you. And then what are they going to tell the bartender? You know, like the bartender would be like overhearing things um, or whatever. And so my idea, and then you said, well, you have to have a story for the bartender too. And so like, you can't just like, because that's the person whose point of view you're telling, there has to be a story from them too. So like, they're going to have to learn something from Louis horrible mistakes <laughs> right. that they make um and so I think it could be a lot of fun to explore um writing a story like that I think it could be really funny because that's one of the things that um that is painful about reading uh, a fic like that where they're like you know friends with benefits and one of them is feeling sad but you know that the you know that it's mutual pining but you're only getting like the emotions of one person um but then like step out of that and watch it from someone else's point of view i think it would be less painful more humorous right. more frustrating like banging their heads together, you know, that sort of so, thing. And so that's exactly it. So you're writing an objective, an objective person, you're telling, you know, their story or, you know, so that's, but it's, um, you know, but it's you being frustrated about it. Right. So like, so like the main story is their story, but you have to have the story of the, of the person, the first person point of view story and how their messed up story is affecting the other person's exactly. life. 
So you're so so your person telling the story, your bartender is the objective the objective narrator of of those two, except um, you know, what I was saying is that, you know, the frustration and all of that is like the narrator's um, you know, the narrator's emotions. But you could do it in a way and I that's what to me would be like the funny, interesting, like what you were saying, like the interesting part of it. Um, versus just being like a blank slate and not having any emotion and just saying what's an objective third party watching what's going on. Um, I think it's more interesting having the person whose eyes we're seeing it through have those emotions. And well, so and then also they're going to miss stuff. They're not going to be there for everything. They might have to like try to find stuff out, like stand outside a bathroom door, or maybe they're in a stall and they hear something going on. <laughs> <laughs> next to them um be writing down ideas um he might have had some miscommunication but the bartender doesn't know what's going on just that they're like somehow annoyed and snippy with each other and they're like what is the backstory the bartender I knows at, remember i know you don't you don't know like all of the episodes of friends but there's an episode of friends where phoebe is writing a book and uh she's writing about monica and chandler but she's made up fake names for them and they miss, they have a miscommunication where one of them thinks they're meeting at uh, one, like six o'clock and one of them thinks they're meeting at eight o'clock and they're fighting about it. And she knows that it was an honest, just mistake and they're fighting about it. So like you could have something like that where like the bartender is like, well, why are they fighting? Because, you know, like, yeah. well, this is what happened. <laughs> exactly. So... So yeah, that, that I'm I'm gonna do that, and hopefully it'll be long enough for Big Bang. Um, I literally have nothing so far <laughs> except for that it's someone watching them, but it could be. I think it'll be a lot of fun, a lot more, uh, a lot of fun and and interesting to write uh, to try to look at them from outside. Um, I think it would be mostly humorous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, um, so let's talk about how to make some of these choices and okay. why we would want to make some of these choices. I like how we were like, we, you were like, we don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> I know, we've been talking forever. I'm sorry, everyone listening. We're so like, long-winded. we're not sorry. No. Um, how do I choose so point, of view. point of view? So, so how to choose is the first thing you need to figure out is whose story is it? So that's what we were talking about with the protagonist. Like who's, who's going through it? Who is, who's, who's coming out the other end feeling differently about something than when the story started. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, Merrill Harold had to be from Harry's point of view. Yes. Exactly. Um, it would have been even, even writing, uh, like some of the, um, the point of view switches that you've asked me for. Mm -hmm. Um, even, uh, I did that one, where I need to get Louis's head when I was in the middle of writing the fic and I wrote like one scene from his point of view and it was just like ah you know like it just kind of opened it for me right um but uh I think yeah it just depends on whose story you're telling and um like the second hand and wines would have like I know people want me to write Harry's point of view but honestly I, it would be five it's going to be five years of him being sad and missing <laughs> like come on what do these people want from me that's gonna hurt yeah um but yeah that had to be louis point of view because otherwise you know we we had to feel his his heartbreak yeah um, and stuff 
Um, yeah. yeah, so that's what, so yeah, so the first thing is figuring out like whose story is it and then who is telling that story. So like you said, Merrill Harold, obviously you wanted, it's Harry's story, obviously you want um, Harry being the one telling the story. Um, you know, if it's a Larry fic where they're getting together, then most of the time you're going to have Larry and not Larry, Louie and Harry telling the story. <laughs> oh my God. The bartender's name is going to be Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so most of the time it's going to be a major, you know, the major character is the one telling the story, but you could have a minor character. Um, you know, this bartender that they're, you know, if they're really good friends with the bartender, if Niles, their best friend and Niles telling their story, um, you know, it could be Harry's story. Harry's, Harry's the actual protagonist. Harry's the one who's actually doing everything, but Lou is telling the story. So yeah, so that, that would be like a minor character, someone like very close to the story. Um, or you could have an observer, which is someone like more at a distance, um, you know, somebody else at the coffee shop watching them from across the way yeah. um, you know there's just more distances they're just like an observer um so whether they're in the story or outside the story is sort of who who is telling the story um so that's sort of like the next thing you've got to decide so what you do when you're writing a fic is you first think of the idea just the basic i want to write a fic about centaurs yes exactly <laughs> and then you're like okay uh are they both going to be centaurs or is one of them going to be a, a centaur and the other one is going to be a fairy or something yeah so exactly. then like whose story is more important to tell right um i it depends and it depends yeah. on what your what your story idea is and so then you go um, and, and, and I think a lot of times people feel like they have to tell both and you really don't, yeah. you can convey yeah. the other person's story through, you know, the first, the person whose point of view you're telling it from. Exactly. Um, so you want sort of, you know, generally it's like the person who's going through the most conflict, who has the most to lose, who has the most to learn, who has the most, you know, whatever, that's sort of whose story you're telling. And there can be like secondary stories um to support that main story but that's sort of the you know what you or, want to think about um if uh if you were uh wanting the other person's story to be more of a surprise you might tell uh you know um uh you might tell a story from like a human's point of view rather than like if if louis was a human and harry was a centaur i don't know where the centaur stuff is coming from but um <laughs> uh then uh, you could maybe tell maybe he's like sometimes he's a part horse and sometimes he's all human and so you would tell it from louis point of view and and then you would be surprised at you know whatever the reasoning like why is he half horse half human part of the time you know um and so just how which way is it going to be most interesting right. to tell the like, story? Like werewolf fix, right? Sometimes it could be from the human's point of view. And then, you know, the werewolf is gone. And we don't know, you know, the other character is gone during full moons. We don't know why. We don't, you know, the, the character telling the story doesn't know why. And then we find out, oh. Or maybe they don't even realize at first that those are the exactly. days that they're gone. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and that would be and that would be like the narrator versus their thoughts right the narrator is saying it's a full moon the narrator is giving all those hints yeah but the the character is not thinking oh it's because they're a werewolf and all of these other things that happen right well, yeah you know, yeah um, um, I have to say, though, that I have recently, <laughs> I have recently started writing from Harry's point of view um, much, much more than Louis um, because of um, uh, criticism, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, when I was um, writing Merrill Harold. Uh, I was getting a lot of really rude um, on messages um, about it um, because it was from Harry's point of view. Um, And because of that, me being stubborn, um, I have now started writing from his point of view on purpose um, because I used to, uh, I tried to keep it even. I tried to alternate, you know, like I would write one story from one point of view and then I would be like, okay, I just wrote Harry's point of view. So I want to write a story from Louis's point of view. Um, so I guess my, this is my way of saying that you may not even realize what's influencing you to choose, um, mm-hmm. to write from a certain point of view. Um, but maybe try to be more aware of that because I don't think I realized it at first that I was, that it was affecting me because even though I wasn't really responding to those messages and I was just like blocking and deleting, it was still like, instead of making, like at first I was like, Oh, well maybe I should write more from Louis's point of view. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I was like, you know what? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to make you really mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like from a very, um, you know, here's uh, me oversharing, but like, um, at like a very base level, like I'm more attracted to Louis than I am attracted to Harry. So a lot of times I, I, I write more like Harry thirsting after Louis because like me and my brain, like that's easier for me than writing Louis thirsting after Harry. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I think a lot of that goes into, you know, there's a whole bunch, a whole bunch of stuff that goes into like fan fiction and, you know, real people thick and all that, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, like the way, the reason you make choices for all this stuff is, you know, interesting. You still got to make the choices. Um, yeah. And so it's up to the the writer to yeah. decide. Exactly. So they're like, deciding... There are writers who write exclusively from one point of view and they never write from a different point of view. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's sort of whose story is it? Who's telling the story? Um, and then the next question is sort of like how close the story, how close is the person telling the story? Do we have access to their thoughts? Um, you know, so again, like at what, what distance do you want to keep um you know, your character's at. Um, most of the time you really want to get in close and you want to get in, you know, I feel like that's a lot of time that's like a no brainer type question. It's just like, well, yes, obviously I want to get in close, but that is a choice. That's still a choice you're making, whether you realize it or not, or whether you're, you know, just ingrained to doing it, you're still making that choice. Um, and then, you know, the hardest part and the biggest choices you have to make are sort of like what words, are you choosing when, when telling their story, like how closely do the words on the page reflect their life? Um, and that's sort of what we were getting into what I was mentioning with like Brit picking or like, um, 
you know, if you, if you have a kid telling a story, you know, you want to use like language that the kid would use and not, you know, um, not adult language coming out of a kid's voice. Does that make sense? Like, like you want it all to be consistent in, um, consistently based in the character. It's why I think I struggle with uh, writing them any younger than like 20. Um, like I have a timestamp for uh, Don't Want Shelter where they're 13. And while I do have a 13 year old, that's helpful. Um, it's hard to take away all of that life experience from my brain if that makes sense like to put myself in the shoes of a 13 year old harry um or a 13 year old louie um is a little more difficult for me yeah right so um you know you going into your 13 year old voice and that's you know again is like wanting to keep your narrator voice and your character voice similar so that you can seamlessly go back and forth between the two yeah, because um, I think it would be really, um, it wouldn't go over, it wouldn't read well to have uh, the narrator voice be, you know, more like uh, adult Harry um, when it's not like a flashback. It's supposed to be taking place during that time. Um, although perhaps I should look into writing it as a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That might be easier. Um, so there's a thing. Um, uh, that's something that I hadn't thought about doing uh, before. Um, so maybe if you're struggling with uh, connecting to the character uh, because of their age or or something, maybe you could approach it differently. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, right. So the other thing I wanted to touch briefly on is like um, the use of you um is like we had talked about with second person point of view but it can also be used um if you're using you to address the reader so that is um sort of like breaking the fourth wall of the of the structure of the of the of the piece of writing um so that is the narrator speaking to the reader um uh kipling is who like immediately the justo stories i don't know those um he they're uh like how the elephant got its trunk and stuff like that they're for kids um and uh they're written uh towards like he's telling the story to someone mm -hmm. and uh and so there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall there um where the story is happening and then it'll be like you and it's obvious that the narrator is talking to the reader yeah. um and i, think I don't think i've ever read a fic like that no well you you write it sometimes and then i have to be like nope don't do that <laughs> 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 which is to say that um that i think especially in like uh like uh i'm trying to think i there was it just happened recently i saw it um i'm trying to think of a good example um I think that sometimes people use you where you would really like if you were writing like a paper or something, you would say one as in like, like, like all encompassing. Right. 
Exactly. And I'm trying to think of like a, an, an actual concrete example of that. And I can't at the moment. Um, I can't even like come up with an example. Yeah. Um, but you just want to be aware that if you're using the word you as you're writing, um, even if it's like the royal we type of you, like, like mankind, um, that what you're doing is you're addressing the reader. And so you're pulling out, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it happens when you're, when you're in the narrator voice and you're like, you know, blah, 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 you, it's the narrator, like tapping you, the reader on the shoulder going, yeah, you. And so that's, that pulls you out. Cause you're like, Oh, me versus. Well, and also it's uh, maybe trying to connect the narrator or trying to connect the reader to the story, but you can do it in a different way where you don't have to just be like, Hey, reader. Exactly. Yeah. And again, sometimes you want that. Sometimes you're aware that that's happening and that's what you want. You want to say, Hey reader, come here. I'm going to go, I'm going to tell you a story. Like, um, so then it, that's, that's another thing where you're breaking the rule, but you're doing it because you know what the rule is. And so you're doing it purposefully exactly. rather than, yeah. Yeah. And the narrator is speaking to the reader. Um, you're breaking that fourth wall and you want that, you know, for whatever reason you want that frame that like, um, like for my big bang that I'm going to do, I do, hopefully I can pull this off. Um, there's going to be like a frame structure where it's like, you're aware that you're, you know, like different levels of like, you're reading something that somebody is writing. Right. You know? So if you're writing you and it's not in dialogue, then it shouldn't be just popping up in the middle of a paragraph somewhere. It needs to be an intentional choice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you can change it to like he or she or humans or, you know, whatever, whatever other context you actually mean other than you, because then you're just like, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So we're done with this episode then. I think we're done with this episode. Okay. So then our next episode, so this has been episode four talking about point of view, which has been very long. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we should add point of view with all of these other topics. And I'm like, I know. know. What was I thinking? (laughs) This is why you're the boss. The big topic. (laughs) Um, so our next, uh, episode, we talked about doing writing tools, um, including, um, uh, Google Docs, uh, other writing programs, uh, and AO3, uh, posting to AO3, tagging summaries, uh, making fic posts for Tumblr, um, and stuff like that. Um, can you think of anything else that would go along with that? Or is well, that it? Do we have, we at some point we need to talk about mood boards too. Um, I don't know if maybe that should be a secondary thing, maybe with art we talk about. Um, well, we have going to be able thick, to talk about yeah we have thick posts included in there so we might touch on new boards yeah. um and then other things that uh we have been asked to discuss are uh writing dialogue mm-hmm. writing smut yes um what is a plot <laughs> <laughs> what is plot <laughs> um fan art but we are still w- uh waiting to hear more about that um um girl direction oh um like writing trans characters non-binary characters characters outside of your um you as the author's um, life experience life experience yeah exactly um so and that's definitely something that we will uh try to find somebody to we won't approach that 
just the two of us. Okay, I'm looking in, my, in our inbox. Uh, okay, so girl direction. Yep. Um, how to approach different topics with sensitivity. We can also, besides like the the other things that we've specifically been asked, uh, there are other topics that we can talk about as far as approaching with sensitivity um, uh, that we can discuss at another time. Um, and and then there's uh, um, we wanted to do like punctuation and tenses. We'll cover yes. that at some point. Um, yeah, we got to come up, but yeah, keep keep suggestions coming because it's it's good to know what people are struggling with that we can maybe help help walk people through a little bit yeah um yes definitely keep sending in uh, asks we re really or it's it's interesting to see what other people are uh interested in hearing about um i and would love also, yeah you can also send follow-up like after the beta episode we got a beta follow-up that was like a specific question about that um so we're happy to answer questions after the fact as well so if you have if there are point of view questions that we that we we weren't clear about or um, that you'd like more information about, you can send them along and we'll see what we can do to help. And we can answer those um, in on like on Tumblr rather than waiting to do it in the next podcast. Exactly. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, this has been the Rose and Dagger Podcast, Episode Five, talking about point of view. I'm Lauren. Episode four. <laughs> Damn it. Um, episode four, talking about point of view. A little dance in my seat there. Um, Lauren, kings of everything. Nick, Lewin has AF, and yes is the world. And we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye, everyone. Bye.